You're listening to a Stranger podcast. www.thestranger.com. If you're stuck in a relationship quandary, or if you're looking for sexual harmony, well, there's nothing you can't ask on the Savage Podcast. So we've got a few calls from people who are wondering why last week's podcast included no rant about what went down in Maine on Election Day, where voters vetoed, through the people's veto, a referendum process in Maine, a gay marriage law that had recently passed by the legislature and been signed by Maine's governor. Well, it was because we recorded a show in advance because I was going to be, you know, laid up. <laughs> uh, it sounds like more fun uh, than it is. And uh, so we didn't know the results of the vote by the time we recorded – at the time we recorded last week's show. Now we know. And now it's a couple weeks later. No one really wants to hear about it anymore. But just quickly and briefly, uh, it really sucks, doesn't it? really sucks. Uh, Democratic National Committee didn't lift a finger. Barack Obama didn't lift a finger. Mad at them. Mad at the voters in Maine. Uh, some good news, of course, on Election Day. Voters in Washington State voted to approve the state's uh, everything but marriage domestic partnership law. And a very similar campaign was waged in Washington State to the one waged in Maine, arguing why, you know, to protect children and families from gay anal rape assemblies at schools. It had The law had to be rescinded. Uh, and an openly gay uh, woman was the top vote getter in the run uh, in the race for mayor of Houston, Texas, a city in North Carolina, got its first openly gay male mayor. And voters in the city of Kalamazoo voted to approve that city's uh, gay civil rights law. So it was sort of a mixed bag on Election Day for all us homos with some good signs and bad signs. Uh, once again, gay marriage is the big trip up. Uh, Large majorities of Americans support gays and lesbians having all the same legal rights as same-sex couples, but clearly, even to this day, a majority of Americans do not support gay people having the magic syllables, mayor, edge, which is why we don't typically put the civil rights of minorities up to a vote. Um, if we had put interracial marriage on the ballot across the country when that was declared a constitutional right and laws banning interracial marriage – were scrapped by the Supreme Court, those referendums would have passed as well because people were bigoted against interracial couples then in the same way people are bigoted now against gay couples. We're winning. It's a long, hard slog. We're going to get there. It's going to take time. But the message right now from American voters seems to be, you know, run our cities, Houston, North Carolina, do our hair, but keep your hands off those marriage licenses because, you know, there's only 24 of them apparently, in every marriage bureau in the country. And uh, if we give them to you too, then the straight people can't get them. It's just about insecurity and fear. It will pass. We will win eventually, but it's going to be a longer, harder slog than we thought it was going to be uh, and then we hoped it would be. And in conclusion, fuck you, Maggie Gallagher. This episode is brought to you by adamandeve.com where you can find over 18,000 adult entertainment products for every lifestyle. To receive 50% off most any item, plus three adult DVDs, plus an extra gift, plus free shipping, visit adamandeve.com and enter SAVAGE at checkout. Hi, Dan. I'm a 23-year-old college student, and I probably have, I think it's a fairly common problem for straight girls, maybe. Anyway, um, every time I get to dating somebody and we start, like, you know, getting into the whole sex thing. It's like every guy I seem to date seems to be 
dead set against oral sex on a woman. I, I don't understand it. Like, I've, I've had guys do it to me in the past. It's probably only been, like, a total of 12 times. I've talked to every single one of these guys, like, after I've dated them, and they've all said, you know, no, it's no hygiene issue. I mean, I'm, like, meticulously clean anyway. And they, they gave me no, like, gross-out factor reason. They, it, it's just, I, I don't know. I've tried talking to boys about it. I've tried everything. I mean, is there, like, a, a stick I slap them upside the head with or something? Or do I, like, deny them oral myself? And I mean, that kind of makes me sound like a, a bitch, you know? And I thoroughly enjoy oral. It's kind of like an every-time-we-have-sex kind of thing. I always include it in there. So I think I'm being more than giving, but I just, I don't know, I guess I don't understand, like, the straight man aversion to oral sex on a woman. I don't I don't get it. Anyway, I was wondering if you had any, any thoughts and maybe a little bit of advice for me. Thank you. I would advise you to stop going down on guys who won't go down on you. A little reciprocity, a little mutuality is to be expected, and more importantly, particularly for young women, college environments, it is to be demanded. Because if you allow these guys to say, oh, I don't do that, if you don't push them outside their comfort zone a little bit, if you don't stand up for yourself and fight for your right to have your parties eaten, you're just sort of sending that guy on to the next woman with the expectation that he should never have to do this, that this isn't something that will ever be expected of him or demanded of him. Assert yourself. The next time a guy won't go down on you, say, really? This Dan Savage guy with the podcast, he always tells me that guys who don't eat pussy are closet case faggots. Try that. Not eating pussy if you're a straight guy, that's that's like really gay. And maybe that'll motivate them to get their face down there where it fucking belongs. Just on your twat. You know, I don't want to blame the victim here because I always get in trouble for that. People are always blaming me for blaming the victim, which makes me feel victimized and a bit blamed as the victim of blaming the victim victimization. That is me. But women out there have to take some responsibility for the existence of these guys who do not reciprocate when it comes to oral, who do not eat pussy. Uh, because there's a lot of women who give these guys a pass. There's a lot of women who give these guys a blowjob. Uh, and, and meet their every need and service them without making demands, at least r- registering protest, at least putting a chit in there and saying, really, that's fucked up. But I'm going to eat your I'm going to blow you because I like sucking cock. So I'm doing this for me. But you got to fucking look inside and ask yourself, am I a fag because I won't eat pussy or am I just an asshole because I won't eat pussy? And then, you know he may eat the next woman's pussy he goes to bed with. He may realize that this is something that's going to be expected of him by more assertive, demanding uh, women that he encounters down the road. But, you know, all these guys who are sexually active, who don't eat pussy, have been let off the hook, have been enabled by women who don't assert themselves and demand uh, a little oral attention, the attention that they have coming. Uh, Hi, Dan. I have a question about uh, butt plugs. Uh, I was wondering if if both, uh, like two people in a couple, a man and a woman, both enjoy anal play, um, does one need to have, like, say, a his and her butt plug? Or is it okay to wash it in between uses and say, you know, she uses it one time, he uses it another time? Um, or is it enough to put a condom over it? Uh, do condoms work very well on butt plugs? I guess I don't know for sure. 
if you wash a butt plug after use, just a little soap and water, a little hot water in the sink, bathroom sink, preferably, to the kitchen sink, it's going to be fine and clean. You can totally share it. Some crappier latex butt plugs uh, will be porous or have uh, seams or cracks that you can't really see very well where goobers and uh, grossness and cooties may be embedded. But, you know, if you live with someone and you have sex with that person all the time, you are ingesting certain amounts of their goobers and grossness every once in a while anyhow. Uh, but, you know, to be on the safe side, you can put a condom on it. Uh, and to be on the super safe side, buy two. Like the most expensive sort of mid-range butt plugs are 20 bucks. You can get up there in price with Enjoy's products, and I recommend them. They're really cool looking, uh, and they're made of stainless steel, and they're completely uh, – Cleanable, they're not gonna have little pores or cracks like cheap ass latex butt plugs. Go to njtoys.com to check them out. And those will run you, you know, 80, 90, 100 bucks or more. Uh, they're handcrafted right here in the United States. You're helping to create jobs here in the United States when you shove their products in your ass. But other than those, where you really can only afford maybe one, cheap ass butt plugs, sex toy butt plugs, normal latex silicone butt plugs, invest in a pair, a his and a hers. One color for you, one color for him, if you're concerned about sharing your toys. Uh, hi, Dan Savage. Um, I'm calling because I have a question. Basically, um, I, 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 I was on tour playing music, and, and one, of, one of the nights uh, I, I had sex with somebody, and it was, it was really nice and, and all that. And I know her name and her last, last name as well. I never got her phone number or anything, but it'd be nice to keep in touch and like write write letters through the mail and stuff. Um, I don't know how to reach her. I think I know where she might work. Is it creepy to call her at work and figure out what like location she works at and stuff and then like mail a postcard? Should I just let it go? Or, or is, that a, is that a normal, nice thing to do? What is wrong with men? Why can't men, why aren't men capable of just having meaningless sex? Always men with the emotional attachment thing. Is it creepy? If you call her at work, you know her name, you know her last name, you think you might know where she works. Definitely, it is creepy if you call her at work. If she doesn't want to hear from you again, it is creepy. If she wants to hear from you again, if it was an oversight that she didn't write her phone number with a magic marker on your forehead before she left you, passed out in bed that morning in the hotel, then it won't be creepy. If she wants to hear from you, it's like magic. Then whatever action you take will not be interpreted as creepy. Your only way to determine if hearing from you is welcome or creepy is to let her hear from you. Uh, it ain't disallowed. It isn't stalking. It isn't a violation of her personal privacy or space for you to reach her however it is you know to reach her. I would first, with a first and last name, go to Facebook where everybody but me is online now screaming and yelling and sharing photographs and see if you can get her there. But if you can't get her there, give her a buzz at work and apologize. First thing out of your mouth. I'm sorry to call you at work. It was the only way I could think to get you. Uh, don't want to make you uncomfortable. Just wanted to give you my phone number in case you ever wanted to hang out again or if you want to stay in touch. Here's my phone number. Here's my email. And then thank her and say goodbye. Keep it brief. And then, you know, the next time you fuck some strange lady on tour, just know, like, tell yourself that, that you can have sex without becoming emotionally involved, that you don't have to be a typical man. Looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only. You'll get 50% off just about any item. 
And that's not all. There's more. You'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free extra gift plus free shipping on your entire order. Check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. That's adamandeve.com and enter Savage at checkout. Hey, Dan. Um, I am a 24-year-old gay male. It's 6 a.m. in the wee hours of the morning after Halloween. I apologize for calling you on still a little bit hammered tonight. I was at a place. Uh, it's not really a, it's not a gay bar because it's not a bar. It's just a, it's actually a museum that has a Halloween party every year. And so it's not a gay bar, but it's kind of gay friendly. And uh, I met this boy and um, he seemed really nice and really interesting. And so after we talked for a bit, I asked if I could buy him a drink, and he said that I could. And so we went over to the bar, and um, I asked him what drink he liked and ordered it for him, and then, and you know, one for myself, too, two drinks. And then after the server bought them, after the card was run, the boy said, oh, I don't want to lead you on, but you should know that I'm straight. And I said, oh, uh, it's fine. It happens to me all the time. Don't worry about it. He tried to give me some cash for the drink because the card had already been run. I said, no, no, it's fine. Seriously, take it. And um, and then after the card was ran, we both had the drinks. I signed for it. And then he said to me, um, do you want to go to the bathroom? And I was, I'd never done anything like that before. I was a little bit put off by it because I'd never, I don't know, I like to do things a little bit straight up and legitimately, even though we're all gay. And, uh, but I said, sure, anyway, because I was interested in him. And we went to the bathroom and we made out a little bit and then he, he pretty much tried to go down on me and I stopped him and I said, no, let's do this the right way. Give me your number and, uh, and I'll call you sometime and, and we can go out. And he gave me a number, and I tried to text him a little bit after that, and uh, I just text, sent him a text that just said, hey, this is Tony, met you earlier, um, saved my number. And then uh, after uh, a couple of, like, 20 minutes, half hour, I got a text back that said, hey, this is some other dude. I think you got the complete wrong number. I think you were given a bogus phone number. The end. My real question is, before we made out, while we were talking, I was talking about myself and I told him where I go to school and I go to a very small private college and he said to me that he's friends with this girl who goes to my private college who I know. And so even though he supposedly gave me a bogus number, it would be really, really easy for me to just go down the hall and knock on this girl's door and say to her, do you know blank, um, but I don't know, would that be the asshole thing to do? Because it would maybe be exposing him if he's a little bit in the closet or whatever the case is. Maybe this is the sort of thing that would just completely resolve itself if I would just sleep it off and wake up tomorrow. Do you think it's completely out of line for me to, um, I don't know, get a hold of our mutual friend who goes to the same private college as me? and ask her if she knows that guy and see if maybe his number is just one digit off and it was an accident or if he really just totally lied to me and made out with me in a public bathroom. And thanks. Love the podcast. 
First of all, you say, you know, you're in the bathroom, you're making out, and he tries to go down on you, and then you stop and say, let's do this the right way. Um, that is the right way. That's how it worked out for me and my boyfriend. <laughs> I've been with my boyfriend 16 years, and that's how it started. Just wanted to get that on the record. Now, okay. you know, if he's drunk enough to suck your dick in a toilet, or to make out with you in a toilet, or to, you know, contemplate a walk on the wild side, because it's Halloween, and maybe you're the one guy that he as a straight guy has ever met that he's kind of into where he feels really guilty about letting you buy him that one drink, uh, in which case we need more straight guys. He's drunk enough to have given you by accident the wrong phone number to transpose to right. as you... Well, I, I knew that was a possibility, but I also, I mean, in the next day when I'm thinking about it, I don't want to be a stalker and um, try to hunt him down. If... Listen, there's nothing stalkery. Uh, we just had a previous call about this. There's nothing stalkery about calling somebody and saying, hey, we met... Uh, got the phone number wrong, here's my phone number if you want to get in touch, and then backing off. Like, you have a right to interact with this person. Um, you know, it's only stalking if you don't take no and go away for an answer. And a, a phone number that's not, that you can't confirm is a uh, fuck you go away phone number. And the, the, you, don't, you don't have to interpret that way. So you can go for it. You can, like, I would talk to your friend. The risk of exposing well, him, you know what? You were not obligated to protect his closet. The the risk of exposing him um, actually isn't even really necessary because um, I did find him on Facebook like a day or two later, well, so I could go. contact him directly without there you go. even uh, bringing her into it. Contact. And I was thinking about doing that. Do it. What are you hesitating for? Contact him directly. Say, met you on Halloween. Really fun. Here's my phone number. Uh, I, you know, yours was wrong, uh, or I lost it, or whatever you want to say. Just here's mine. Just wanted to make sure you still had it. Give me a buzz sometime if you want to hang out. Period. The end. And then he can decide whether or not he wants to see you again. But you're right. a coward. Don't be. Don't hang back like that. Was his tongue in your mouth? Um. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Well, then you have a right to reach out to him. <laughs> he has invited further contact from you. All right. By dint of accepting your tongue into his mouth. <laughs> and don't be so shy, all right? All right. Or so self-conscious. So or so worried about other dudes' closets. You have a right to your experiences. You know what I mean? You have a right to tell your friends, I made out with that dude, if you see him walking down the street. You don't, you don't have to be an asshole about it. Like, if you see a wedding announcement in the paper, you don't have to call his girlfriend or his fiancée and say, I made out with him once. Because it could have just been a one-time thing for him. It happens. Right. But you have a right to your experiences. You have a right to get in touch with him and say, hey. You don't have a right to then show up at his wedding and say, hey, wait a minute. You tried to suck me off in a bathroom 20 years ago. All right? All right. I, I, I won't do that then. I wasn't considering it really until you put the idea in my head. Bucking, send him a note and then send us some video. Hey, Dan. I'm a 21-year-old male from Vancouver, Canada. I just got off the phone with my girlfriend of a year and a half. Um, we've had some commitment issues in the past. I guess she's cheated on me once before. Um, anyways, she had a talk with me, and she is attracted to other guys. And I'm glad that she's had this conversation with me because it shows open communication yada, 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 and she wants to be in a relationship with me, she loves me, all that kind of stuff, but she also wants, she's, well, she wants to know the dudes, and so I guess one way that she wants to do this is to have a threesome and a corp incorporate somebody else into it. Um, I'm game for this for the most part, 
but I'm just having, I don't know, some issues on whether I should do it if, if I even am completely comfortable with this. And will it even be a one-time thing? And is, is she doing this only because she wants to do other guys and, you know, that's it. And eventually she's going to cheat on me and break up with me. What should I do? I'm a little bit anxious and nervous about this entire thing. How long have you been with your girlfriend? Um, well, we've been together, I guess, for two years now. We broke up this past summer for almost four months because she kind of wanted to see other guys and do other things, and I was upset about that, but eventually we got back together after. And so, did you get back together on her terms? I mean, she's basically told you that she is not into or capable of or particularly interested in monogamy. So you know what the deal is, right? We didn't, we didn't really... not exclusive... Well, the thing is, like, it wasn't really, like, we didn't really get back on any terms. Like, we just started sleeping together. And, well, then, she, uh, <laughs> and then she eventually... You started on both your parts because you obviously needed to have a conversation about boundaries and and uh, what you were signing up for and what she was signing up for when you got back together. But it's nuts. You backed back into this relationship with a woman who is has told you that she is not monogamous. You have to decide if you're up for that. Are you up for that? Set the three-way aside. Are you up for that? I'm not entirely sure if I'm up to that, but, like, here's the thing. Like, when we first started, like, seeing each other again, she was, like, really jealous of me, like, around other girls and, you know, didn't want, want me, like, flirting or hanging out with other girls when she wasn't there. Okay, so she's, so that's why. Of monogamy, of, she's incapable of monogamy, and she's a hypocrite. So what are you going to do about it? I mean, is she who you want? Yeah, no, I, like, I, I really, I really like this girl. really like this girl. And, you like her you know, there's, that you're there's, willing to share her and you're willing to sort of clear these bars that she set for you, which is, I get to fuck other people in front of you, and uh, I don't want you looking at other girls. Yikes. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, where is she now um, the jealousy thing? Does she still yeah, have behavior? Not, not especially, like, not for the past, like, month or two, but, like, I'd be totally down for, you know, doing this with her. But the way she brought it up was kind of weird. She was like, um... Hey, um, so there's a bunch of other guys at school that are flirting with me, and you know, if I wasn't with you, I would be flirting back and doing stuff. And there's this one guy in particular who I kind of have a crush on, and so um, maybe we could, you know, have a threesome, you know, with him. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, right off the bat, you know, I wasn't trying to, you know, shut her down or anything, and so I. I like I, I thank her for talking to me because obviously it takes a little bit of trust in her part to you know tell me the feelings that she had. So I listened and I said yeah no we could I, like I'll think about it and didn't you know get really upset or anything. But it's just like really bothering me and so I have these questions like well am I not enough? Am I not gonna be enough? Does she want to be with like other guys and all those okay, sorts let's of things? Back up. Does she want to be with other guys? I think we know the answer to that one. Right? Yeah. Are you not enough? You know what? You're not. But nobody is. No two people can be all things sexually to each other, which is why a lot of you know relationships that are quote-unquote monogamous involve some infidelity or adultery, uh, and a lot of relationships that appear to be monogamous to the world uh, are not, and it's by mutual consent to the partners involved. They're just not openly non-monogamous. Um, you're not enough. No one is enough for one other person. Some people value monogamy... Uh, and put it at the center of the relationships because monogamy is enough that they they want to want 
with just one person, or they only want to be with one person because that's how they interpret love, or that's how they feel uh, in their heart. It's not how she feels. You are not enough. She wants to fuck other guys. And based on how she brought up this three-way, I don't think it's a good sign. She didn't say, it would be fun. We should have a three-way sometime. I would really enjoy doing that with you. She said, there's this other guy I want to fuck. Let's have a three-way, I guess? That's yeah, well... kind of bass backwards. That is not sort of a healthy, non-monogamous, you know, committed relationship that involves occasionally sex with other people, which that sex with other people should be primarily about fueling your fire for each other. It should be about your sexual connection pulling in the occasional third, not about, I so want to fuck this other guy, but you can come, I guess, to make it okay for you and help. Like, that just sounds a little usury to me. Yeah, no, it does sound a little bit fucked up. Like, I was just wondering if I go along with it because I really like this girl and I should get over my own sexual hang-ups of monogamy and being kind to each other, blah, 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 like, for as long as you're together and just do this with her because she's wanted to do it for a while, or... Sounds like she has a lot of power over you. Yeah, she's she's pretty, she's pretty, I guess, domineering. Okay. And does that make you dick hard? Is there something in this for you? No, not really. Like, this is, like, I've, you know, I've gone with other girls before, and I've had lots of relationships besides just her, but this is the first time that, like, like any girl sort of, um, I never sort of told me what to do as much as she does, and I kind of go along with it. Like, it does, you know, piss me off sometimes, but, like, I like her so much I usually just forget about it. Is she insanely hot or something? Yeah, she's insanely hot and, like, ri- like ridiculously good in bed. Like, I've never had sex, like, the kind of sex I've had with her. Like, it's just, like, on a different level. All right. And is that worth it? Is that worth expanding your boundaries and stepping outside your comfort level to keep that body and that girl and that amazing sex in your bed and in your life? Are you willing to step out? I mean, that's often how people get past hang-ups or try new things sexually is that there's somebody who's asking them to do it who's worth it and then they look at that person and go if it's have you and go there I'm going to go there I, I think it is because I like I think I have like a I know maybe a bit more hang-ups about sex that you know I shouldn't have because I was like I was raised with fundamentalist Christian parents like don't have sex before marriage like sex is bad when they found out I was having sex they were just like really upset about it and so like I'm like really right, careful it. then you know what then do it but you need to have a conversation with her or you need to give me her phone number and I'll have a conversation with her about honesty and, and truly negotiating sort of the boundaries of your what your commitment means and do you have primacy and if she wants some 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 sort of unfair deal if she wants to barter her looks and skills for you know concessions from you where you're at some sort of disadvantage like do you get to fuck other girls doesn't even sound like she wants uh, to look at other girls yeah more or less then that needs to be made explicit like if she says she's got to say look at me and look at this sex you want this I'm in charge, We're gonna. it's going to be my rules, I'm going to fuck other guys with you, maybe without you, and you're on a short leash. Don't like it? It's over. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely not, not down for that. Like, if it's going to be, like, you know, for me, you know, for relationships, well, but it's it sounds go like that's ways. sort of what you're backing into. Just the way you backed into this relationship, how the relationship was revived without any conversation, you're backing into really kind of a dom-sub scenario 
because you aren't talking to her about what do you mean that you get to fuck all these other guys and I don't even get to look at girls. Like, what is it that you want out of your quote-unquote boyfriend? What do you want from our relationship? What's expected of me? And what am I allowed to expect from you? You need to talk this out with her. Or you're going to end up in the relationship that you say you don't want, where there's this tremendous power imbalance. Yeah, no, I definitely... It's eroticized. Like, there's a lot of people who have sexual relationships or scenarios, like the one that you, your girlfriend may want, where it's totally great because it gives the guy a boner because it's eroticized power exchange. But this is a power... Yeah, but that's that's totally not my thing. Okay, well then talk to her about it. Don't talk to me about it. Talk to her about it. That's not your thing. Say, this is not my thing. Is this what you're asking of me? Because this is not my thing. And if she says, that is what I am asking of you, then you have to end it. Mm. Or you have to, that's one more boundary you have to look at. Do you want to be in a relationship where there's been a significant power exchange? Because her ass is worth it. It sounds like she really feels her sexual power and her erotic power and digs it. And it has a voracious sexual appetite and doesn't want to have just one guy. But she wants to sort of be the alpha female. And she doesn't want yeah, no, she's with to want anybody but her. Which is sometimes, you know, a charming slash infuriating trait of the very beautiful and if that's what she wants you to sign up for, you have to decide if you're going to sign up for that. Before, oh, you, get, before you have a conversation about, like, what's going to happen at the three-way. Yeah. Okay. And awesome. Well, you'll have other women. I know. From. If not, she's not the only great-looking great lay in the world. Don't look at her like that. Don't look at her like, she's the best I'll do ever. Not true. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Sure thing. Bye. Hi, Dan. I am a 28-year-old straight male. And I'm coming up on uh, my second anniversary of getting married. Uh, my wife and I were married at the end of uh, November back in 06. Anyway, the reason for my call is I was wondering if you could give me some advice. Um, we, about six months into our marriage, uh, found out we were pregnant. And um, it was uh, not an unwelcome surprise, just a surprise nonetheless. Anyway, um, so it, this was uh, a big deal for us, and we were excited, and we told our families about it. And anyway, um, about three months into the pregnancy, uh, my wife um, uh, was suffering great, great pain. And so uh, we went to the doctor and found out uh, it was an ectopic pregnancy. Um, so we lost that pregnancy, and she came very, very close to death. So apparently, she had started to bleed out, leading to the pain, and uh, it was really dangerous. So it took about, I'd say, six months to fully recover from that. And so we were on our our first year of marriage over, and then uh, we're starting on year two. And then um, about, oh gosh, uh, three months into the year two of marriage, uh, on her birthday in February, we found out that she was pregnant again. And um, we were excited, and, you know, we were really, we had gotten over the last pregnancy, or at least I thought we had had. And so uh, this new pregnancy was something to look forward to. We, again, let our families know, and we were really excited. And then four months into that pregnancy, we lost that baby as well. Um, it was it was really tough, especially for her, because she, apparently the, the baby had, or the, the fetus had died, um, on a Friday, and they were able to do a procedure to remove the fetus until the following Monday, 
So she had a weekend where this child she was really looking forward to was dead inside of her. And I just, I cannot understand how she could go through that. It, 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 my wife surprises me. Anyway, because of these pregnancy failures, um, our sex life has been uh, lackluster at best. And, um, you know, it takes a while to recover. And then once she has recovered, uh, it, it's been a fear factor. She does not want to get pregnant again until we're ready, until um, we medically know that we can sustain a child. And we don't, she keeps weeping in my arms and saying, I don't want to kill another baby. And it just, it terrifies me uh, and tears me apart. So uh, do you have any advice about how we can get back into the swing of things? I've, I've addressed this with her. We've talked about it. Both of us are frustrated. Um, at one point, she, in a, a weeping mass, was saying, do you want a girlfriend? You can have a girlfriend. And I said, no, 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 that's not the point. It, it said, I want us to connect again. And um, we've given it time, and it's just still not happening. So I was wondering if you have any advice about how we can get back into the swing of things. I'm so sorry, uh for what you guys have both been through. Uh, she's been through worse, but you've been through something too. And that totally sucks. Now, however, I need to challenge you because when you say you want to get back in the swing of things, you have seemingly defined back in the swing to mean vaginal intercourse and vaginal intercourse exclusively. You can connect sexually without risking pregnancy. Uh, and her fears right now of going through what she just went through twice again are absolutely justified. But you can connect orally. You can masturbate together. You could even perhaps explore anal intercourse together. But I think what you need to do is empower her and, and, and really seed your claim on her vaginal canal for the moment. I think it may be a, a year or two. It might be a multi-year process where she begins to feel in possession of, of her sexuality again. And if you tell her that oral, mutual masturbation, that these two modes of sexual connection are enough for you for now, are satisfying, and aren't some consolation prize in the meantime, but they are how you will connect sexually, maybe then she can begin to see sex again as this joyful experience because it will remove uh, or set aside her fears, legitimate fears of becoming pregnant again right now and allow her to physically connect with you again, to enjoy her body again, to enjoy her vagina again, to enjoy her clitoris again without the, the specter of perhaps uh, another conception that may end uh, in tears. But you have to stop defining back in the swing and connecting sexually as vaginal intercourse and nothing else. You have to offer it up. You need to take it off the menu for her. You need to hold her and say, this isn't just good enough. This is good and this is great and we can reestablish our physical bond and our sexual connection and enjoy each other and be intimate again and really live and celebrate each other's bodies without any risk of another pregnancy right now. But you have to make that sacrifice. You need to arrive at a place where you can say all this to her and it will sound like a gift and not sound like uh, you're sulking again or being manipulative or you're dissatisfied. Get there and then tell her. Hey, Dan. Um, I don't know. I was just listening to episode 159 and the girl called in about her mom who, yeah, definitely had a lot of um, mental 
baggage and some issues. Um, and But I don't know. I was really kind of uncomfortable with the way that you jumped right to blaming the victim. It's kind of like you didn't even entertain the, the idea that it might have been true. Because, I mean, it's it's not like it's a problem that doesn't happen on a regular basis. Uh, men taking advantage of their wives. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've definitely had my disagreements uh, with some things that you said in the past. Uh, definitely um, going as far as, like, body image and things like that. But I always, you know, I'm, I'm on your side, like, 98% of the time. But this is just... I don't know, it crossed the line with me. Um, so thanks. I just wanted to get that out there. I did entertain the possibility that this woman's mother was telling the truth when she claimed that this woman's father had raped her throughout her multi-decade marriage to this woman's father. The two or three times I listened to the call, I was entertaining that possibility. By the time I was discussing it with the woman who called – I had concluded that it was very likely bullshit. I hedged my bets throughout the call. I said, looks like, smells like bullshit to me. Um, marital rape does exist and it is a crime and husbands who rape their wives should go to prison. But there were circumstances and other details that went beyond just an accusation of marital rape that undermined the credibility of the person making the charge. And I have to call it like I see it. And there are times when people level false accusations of rape for whatever reasons. And I'm not going to just sit here and sign off on anything that anybody says. The, you know, the corrective to the centuries, really, millennia, when no one believed a woman when she claimed to have been raped is not that all women making claims of rape must now be believed however incredible the claims might be. They all have to be taken seriously and assessed and a judgment call has to be made. We don't all have to believe just because the accusation has been made. And like I said to that woman on the call, a false accusation of rape is itself a kind of rape. Hi, I'm calling in response to the woman from uh, the podcast on November 3rd whose mother claimed she had been raped uh, by her father throughout all of their marriage. And, Dan, I would just like to reiterate what you said, that it sounds uh, like complete bullshit. Um, I was dating a woman once who was um, unreliable and manipulative, and I broke up with her, and shortly after we broke up, she claimed that she was raped by an ex-boyfriend who came to see her over the weekend. Um, I didn't believe it. I contacted the ex-boyfriend, and he was very appreciative of the fact that I contact him. And eventually later, my ex-girlfriend admitted to me that she raped. So it is possible that uh, people do lie about things like that. Thanks for the call. Telling, and kind of ironic based on what I just said to the previous caller, uh, that you misspoke the way you did. You say eventually the girlfriend admitted that she raped. And what you meant was she lied. Eventually she admitted that the charge that she'd leveled against her ex-boyfriend for whatever reason, whatever motivated her, wasn't true. Doesn't mean that we should not believe any woman who brings a charge of rape or claims to have been raped. I think the benefit of the doubt goes to the woman. People don't just willy-nilly make false accusations of rape generally, but some do. 
So even when we're discussing rape, uh, we get to go in with our bullshit detectors firing on full. Thanks very much for your call. Hey, Dan. In your podcast the other week, you uh, mentioned research on how a hormonal birth control might affect women's attraction to men. Um, and it raises in a couple of interesting questions. For example, I had always assumed for long, assumed that all women by now were on the pill, whereas now I wonder if it's that or if it's more like a woman needs to be chemically altered in order to find a pencil neck geek like me attractive. Um, I'm wondering that now, and I also would like to propose a new slang term, pill goggles, as in she thought her new husband was really hot until she took off her pill goggles. Uh, thanks for the great work you do, Dan. Take care. Ladies, if you're on the pill, you might want to take your pill goggles off just for a few months before you marry the dude just to make sure you're going to want to fuck him when you go off the pill permanently. 206-201-2720 is the number here at the podcast. If you'd like to record a question or an outraged comment, which I figure I'm going to get some this week for a future show. Once again, 206-201-2720. You download us every week at thestranger.com slash savage. I blog every day, including the Savage Love Letter of the Day at slog.thestranger.com. And me and the tech savvy at Risk Youth will be back at you next week with another installment of the Lovecast. Thanks for listening.